Hello there, and thanks for joining me today. This podcast today is devoted to the topic of post-trauma stress syndrome. You know, many of us experience trauma. In fact, in America today, there are 16 million people suffering and struggling with the effects of a trauma and it goes on and on and on and that's why we refer to it as a post-trauma it's the trauma experience that you live out and you live with after a particular traumatic event for some people that post-trauma stress time is a matter of weeks or months and then they seem to resolve it and move on in their life for other people that post-trauma period is months and years and some never get over it you know when we think of trauma that's all kinds of things it's been captured in the area of the military we know we kind of just take it for granted that any person coming back from war has been exposed to trauma over and over again and now live with the trauma experience in their life on a day-to-day basis. That's the common assumption and it's the common view and that's where the term came from. It was the trauma of war. But we've now find that this is not only related to war but it's related to any traumatic event a person experiences. For some it's their house burning down in a fire, a forest fire, such as we see in the West Coast and other places of the country where large fires wipe out an area and the homes of people and disrupt their life and traumatize them personally. For others it's child abuse, years of child abuse, the trauma of that in their life. For others it's a serious automobile accident. You know it's various kinds of things that bring trauma to the life of an individual. And what is trauma for you may not be trauma for me. So it's a very individualized kind of an issue and experience that we go through. But the post-trauma time has a kind of a pattern for all of us. Whether that trauma is due to war, trauma is due to a fire, trauma due to accident, the post-trauma symptoms are generally the same. They may be more intense for one person and less intense for another, but the symptoms are generally the same giving a feeling of numbness a feeling of being dazed a feeling of being helpless living with horror living with intense fear of anything and everything particularly anything that reminds you or is associated with the original trauma we have this overwhelmed feeling this overreactive pattern of life almost catastrophizing everything in life is being way out of balance. That feeling of shock, that feeling of numbness prevails over and over, and it goes on for weeks and months and years in the life of people. That's the symptom pattern of trauma. You know, we divide these symptom patterns into three types, if you will, and this might be a way of looking at it. We have those symptom patterns that uh, are associated with reliving the trauma, re-experiencing it, if you will. 
If you drive by a place where there's an accident, it might remind you of an accident that occurred in your life years before. You drive by a fire that might remind you of a fire that you were experiencing years before. And you relive the experiences of that original trauma. Or you have a second trauma in your life, and that helps you relive the first trauma in your life. So that reliving trauma is one type of experience and symptom pattern that people have. The second one relates to avoidance. We want to avoid any sign, any place, anything that reminds us of the trauma. We want to avoid the place of the trauma. If you had an automobile accident, you don't want to go by the intersection. You don't go down the street where the accident occurred. If you're in a fire, you don't want to go near a fire. You don't want to go anywhere where it reminds you of a fire. You avoid situations like that. And then the third one is what we call hyperarousal. Feeling on edge all the time. Feeling ready to react. Feeling ready to respond. It could be with anger. It could be with fear. It could be with depression. It could be with just a, a sense of, of uh, fright and traumatization. Of just living always on that hyperarousal level. Of ready to respond. Ready to react. Ready to overreact, if you will. If you relive the experience or re-experience it in some kind of way. Now, re-experiencing symptoms are very, very tough in the person's life. We often see it in the form of a flashback. That is, you might be dreaming, or you might be just sitting, you might be thinking, you might be talking to somebody, and all of a sudden the topic comes up related to the trauma in your life, and you hit this flashback. It's almost like you go dazed for the moment. Go dizzy, you know, for the moment. You go blackout for the moment. We call these flashbacks. When you just have that reoccurrence, that reliving, that re-experiencing of the original trauma. That re-experiencing can come in the form of a nightmare. You know, you're sleeping away and all of a sudden your nightmare shifts to that original trauma. And somehow or another, you were promoted to think about it and to dream about it. And you wake up in the middle of the night in hot sweats. And you've got to say to yourself, at that point in time, I'm home, I'm safe, this is only a dream, it's not true, this is not my trauma, now just relax, calm down, and go back to sleep. You see, we sometimes get these kind of flashback kind of experiences at night, in the daytime, but they're painful emotions. They often lead to uncontrollable crying, anger, and fear. Anytime we're re caused to recall these kind of experiences in our life. And of course, when it relates to avoidance, you know, we don't want to talk about, we don't want to think about the original trauma. We don't want anybody to remind us of it. We do everything we can to no longer recall it. Try to almost uh, wipe it out of our memory. But you know, you can't. You can't. Nothing can take away it. You'll never forget a trauma like that. Now, you may feel a little less intense about it, but you'll never, ever forget it. And you can't. That is not a goal. The goal is never to forget about a trauma. The goal is learning how to manage the trauma and minimize the emotional experience related to that trauma so you can live comfortably and live normally and live effectively. And, of course... You want to sleep and you want to live your life calm on a day-to-day -day basis. Now, 
there are things that um, relate to trauma that are just um, destructive, if you will. Many people try to respond to trauma or moderate their trauma or control their trauma through alcohol. So they become excessive drinkers of alcohol because they use alcohol as a depressant and use it as a way to kind of not think about the trauma anymore. So they drown themselves in alcohol or other forms of drug use, which then love obviously leads to drug addiction and drug abuse. So people use their own medicines, if you will, that are available on the street to control trauma. Alcohol and marijuana and methamphetamines and amphetamines and uh, opioids. There are various kinds of drugs that people turn to as a way of eliminating a particular memory or a particular thought of a trauma that otherwise they can't handle. Become overly anxious and, and just overly un, uh, ill at ease. So they start using drugs and alcohol and drink heavily as a way to control all that and minimize those kind of feelings and those kind of thoughts. Sometimes people just kind of avoid life, become almost like a hermit. Don't go out, uh, isolate, because then they won't be reminded of a particular trauma. They won't have to talk about it. They won't have to think about it. They won't face anything in their life. So they totally avoid and become isolated. And, of course, that leads to more depression, and it leads to more anxiety, and it leads to more uh, inward thinking, and often leads to suicide which is the ultimate withdrawal from a trauma experience. So people have their ways of handling trauma unproductively, if you will. These things never work. These things never help. But you know, you can reclaim your life. You can reclaim your life, even after an excruciating trauma. And the whole point is, how do you come back to life? How do you reclaim it? How do you live effectively again? Well, first of all, you can't do it unless you get into therapy. It starts with therapy. It starts with talk therapy. That's what it starts with. You have to find somebody that you trust, that you feel comfortable with, and with whom you can speak and talk. And you start talking. And you keep talking. And you talk more. And you talk more. And you dwell into and you explain and you explore and you discuss and you unfold the story of the trauma. And as you do that, you become increasingly desensitized to the trauma. And that's the treatment of choice. That's the treatment that's effective. As you talk about it, and over and over again you talk about it and you explore it and you expose it and you externalize it, you become less sensitive about it. And the process is called desensitization. And when you can desensitize to a trauma, you're now learning to overcome it. You're now learning to manage it. You're now learning to live with it. You're now learning to reclaim your life. But you have to do it through talk therapy. Find a therapist. Some people do it through a friend. Some people do it through a pastor. 
but it's best to do it with a psychologist that is well educated in the area of trauma and the treatment of trauma, particularly post-trauma stress disorder, and can walk you through some of the strategies that we use with people to help them explore and to push them into the corners of the dark corners of their life that they otherwise do not want to enter into and think about. So a therapist is essential. Now, therapy in the post-trauma stress disorder can be helped if one uses an antidepressant medication as well at the same time. There are a number of antidepressant medications that can be used. Your psychologist can help you think that through. A physician can help you think that through. A physician can write the prescription. Could be your family doctor. Could be your family personal doctor in some way. Could be a psychiatrist. You know, could, any form of a physician can do that. So get a physician that you can trust and you can work with and try out a very low level of an antidepressant. And then you might increase it over a period of time. But avoid multi-medications and excessive dosage levels of medication. Because what you need is a kind of a liveness, a, an, an energy level to explore these areas of life that you're dealing with. So you don't need to over-drug yourself. That won't be helpful. So are you among the 16 million people in America today that's suffering from some type of post-trauma stress disorder? Do you know of somebody that is experiencing that? This podcast might be helpful to them. You might pass it on. You might be helpful to them to get them in touch with somebody, somebody that you know that might be able to be of help to them. Make a referral. Take them to a, to a psychologist and get the process started, you see? Talk them into it. Help them see the importance of it. It's got to start sometime, somewhere, and maybe you can be the person that could start the process for an individual who's engaged in a trauma event embroiled in a trauma event that can't, and can't get out of it. So you, how can you help them start the process? It's lengthy. It may take a period of time. We're not talking about days or weeks, sometimes not even months. We're talking about maybe a year or more of just continually working on this area of trauma so a person can reclaim their life. And reclaim their life they can. Many people with trauma experiences and post-trauma stress disorder resolve it and can begin again to live a new life and a life beyond it. So you don't have to be stuck with the other 16 million people. You can move beyond it and move above it and move openly into a life where you can have your own life and have an experience which is positive for you. So, there you are. I wish you well in your pursuit. And... Um, Go to my website, www.booksbyhedberg.com. You go to Amazon. And there's a book I've written on depression, coming out of depression, coming out of the pits, the darkness of depression. And uh, might be helpful to you because that's what post-trauma stress disorder is all about. It's a very small book, inexpensive, but it might be a very powerful one for you to consider or to refer 
Buy it and give it to somebody. Okay? Bye for now. Thank you.